think we have the settings the same. Yeah. It's so it's more successful than last time. You are seeing us through the Nikon 5300 uh, uh, Nikon webcam utility, which allows us to use a digital SLR as a webcam. It is not filming in 1080p. It is filming in 640 by 480 upscaled to 1080p, which is then downscaled to, I think, 720. <laughs> so it's not ideal, but it allows for more dynamic range and also light control. So I can directly control what this is doing. Um, we can use different lenses. And this is currently a much more fiscally responsible thing than me buying a $1,000 video camera that also has webcam capabilities. That is the Canon uh, VIX uh, G50. Although I may end up buying it anyway because the possibility of doing Willow Springs, me not wanting carry-on luggage, just because it's LA. <laughs> Even though I'm not doing that, well, my plan is to fly into Burbank, this could be in January, to fly into Burbank, walk from Bob Hope Burbank Airport to my friend Z and J uh, Jamie's house, spend the night there, get a rental car the next day, and then drive out to Willow Springs instead of just dealing with LAX traffic. The downside of that is it'll you're now in the valley, so getting over to the smoking tire in Matt Farah requires could be two hours could be crazy you'd have to like it's almost now with that now that the pandemic is completely over in la your times to get out of the valley to west la is 5 a.m or 8 p.m like those are your travel times any any other times just fuck it you can't do it so the only downside also of now using obs is well actually can i zoom in over here because it's a mac the answer is no, I can only zoom that window. Geek. Oh, now I dad clicked. Great. This is fucking amazing. Now I can't zoom. Oh, now I'm moving this screen. I'm touching it and it's not doing it. I'm doing the thing you told me to do and it's not doing it. He's as mad as 10 motherfuckers up in here. Mm. I can make it bigger, but I can't make it wider. Oh, there I made it wider. Oh. So, how many times do I need to click it before I can make it bigger? I just want to make the chat bigger so I can look at it. Arr. We gotta get more jowls on the word bigger. Bigger! Alright. Um... Good news is the, the Mac isn't crying in pain for us doing this. The bad thing is... Okay, so update on the frickin' piano that's over there. Uh, movers are coming on Wednesday. Uh, in one week, $370 to get that thing out of here. Damn! I mean, worth it. I don't know if Greg International is, like, helping me out with the bill, paying for the entire thing. Like... I'm I'm totally cool with him paying the whole thing because he um, I'm totally cool with, with paying the whole thing because he allows us to store giveaway cars at his house. So 
there's that. So it frees up space on the street and I'm not, you know, my well, garage is already full anyway. And it's also the tax for not having to do it himself. Like, or to yeah. join in on it. Because I know me and like, I I just, I hate moving things. Yeah. And so I know anyone else who's the same way would just be like, you know what? Yeah. I'll just chuck in money to, so you can get somebody yeah. to do it. Because I, because just the logistics of getting it out of fucking here, like, upright pianos. Yeah. Is it going to be through that door or back over here? Or? Uh, yeah. Back side door. Oh, all right. Well, okay. That's a little more manageable than trying to like, okay, guy, now we got to move the couch and we got to move all the yeah. You know, Plus, but, I don't know if it can make that turn onto the porch and it falls over the porch. I mean, I hope the people who are bringing this, it's going to be like for, I mean, the company does do like commercial moving stuff, like commercial fridges and things. And like part of their thing was pianos is part of the things they do. Yeah. So they're just down in Hamburg. So they're just going to come up. Not bad. Um, my water's all the way over there. Oh, it's so far. <sighs> water oh, can't wait for the piano to be done so Ethan can be over here just reading stuff for the chat I mean I guess you can take a look at it because you got your phone there yeah all right great so if we got super chats coming in you can be on that yeah hmm so friggin' I mean I've been good at going to the gym. Been doing it almost I think for a week straight now. Nice. Which and I haven't really seen because I am like five pounds heavier than I normally am. I like walking around at 168 and 172. And I know I've been more sedentary. I haven't been riding my bicycle and I've been drinking at least one beer a night and IPAs have a lot of calories in them. Yeah, they do so i'll be taking like there's gonna it's not it's not this coming monday it's gonna be the monday after that that uh rcr is not gonna have a monday video out or are you gonna put the the, the i don't know if it's gonna be on monday or on thanksgiving day it depends on um how the editing comes along, but I'm certainly aiming for that Monday. Because basically what's happening is I had a second channel video that I had been working on that I wanted to have out by Halloween, but of course, like, life happens and you can't get things out. And um, I'm turning it into an RCR story and, uh, you know, releasing it as a Monday video or as a Thanksgiving special, for lack of a better term, just because I have it there, might as well use it. But also, it's very much a departure from other RCR stories in that it's about many different things. So it's almost kind of like I'm telling you a bunch of stories it's almost like an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, how, like classic Unsolved Mysteries, not this narrator-free nonsense that Netflix is doing. Just call Lance Reddick. Get Lance Reddick to narrate the new Unsolved Mysteries and you're set. But basically, um, it is a thing where I am... It's five, five tales, I suppose, in one video. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. I mean, I don't really expect it to be like you know, do AMC numbers or anything just because it is so different from what I'm used to or what you might be used to me doing. But I do hope you enjoy it. And yeah. Someone in the chat said, do you read the, are you reading things because Mr. Regular can't read? And the answer is yes, 
because the oh shit we just lost video didn't we no or, or at least wait yep we lost video well shit all right so we're learning something new what are we the nikon will go to sleep after a while Can you still hear stuff? Let us know in the chat if you can still hear stuff. I promise one of these days we'll have an episode of the podcast that doesn't have uh, any technical right, difficulties like whatsoever. Back. I right. think the Nikon goes to sleep after a while because it's not filming anything. Yeah. It's just, uh, we're just getting a feed from the sensor, but the camera thought that no one's doing anything. Now that was, how long was that? How long have we been uh, podcasting I'll, for? I'll check in a second. It will tell me because I am the master of this. No, Can I see it from my end? No, I can't because this screen is too far and it's too small away. So I'm getting these binoculars out. So, so it's been like 10 minutes. All right. So that thing's going to go to sleep in another 10 minutes. There's got to be a setting where I can... Huh. Well, all right. So these binoculars aren't, which is the one that adjusts. So you adjust for your left eye and get that clear. I'm reading the word Nikon on the camera and you close your left eye and then you adjust your right eye. Oh, that's blurry again. You look like James or Stewart in Rear Window. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. Oh, you call him James Stewart? Well, uh, his professional name was technically James, but everyone called him Jimmy Stewart. I don't know I, and that's the only time in my life I've ever called him James Stewart. And of all times, it was on a podcast. But hmm. I don't have your money here. It's in Bill's house and, and, and Fred's house. What are you doing with my money in your house, Fred? This was the first time, like, I remember when I was little, my dad had a set of binoculars I would play with a lot. And that was when I learned that I needed glasses. Mm. Because everything I looked at through the binoculars, like, wow, everything's really clear and my eyes don't hurt when I'm using the binoculars. So I like to look, look at them for a long time. It's where you can't really make out the detail in the binoculars, so it just kind of looks like you have one line across, like Jordy LaForge. Really? It just, it's cool, though. It's a cool look. All right. So these ones, you can't look at stuff really close. So if I spin them to one end, is this infinity focus when they're all the way in? Yeah, it probably is. 551 feet at 1,000 yards. They are Tasco model 116. Yeah, so I, the, the laptop is too close for me to read them with the binoculars. But not the Nikon, not my far wall, not my bulletin board. See, this also helps my, because I have astigmatism, but only in my left eye. So 
when I wear contacts, I have to favor my right eye because the left eye is clear, but it still has ghosting around it. Mm. Oh, we have a super chat. Oh, we do. Awesome. Yes, What's it say? Car foolery, $5. My $500 automatic SW20 finally lost compression on cylinder four at 352,000 miles. Respect. I'm still driving it around as my daily until I can fix my other MR2. He then offered a follow-up comment that says, It appears an exhaust valve is stuck open or cracked or something. The rings appear to be as good or bad as usual. So he, he had the engine out and already looked at the rings? That's what it seems like to me. I mean, which is kind of impressive. In the well, sense if you already that, pulled the engine, I mean. Yeah, that's getting worked on one way or the other. So, right. If, if it's just a valve, it's like, already. Well, you're buying a new head gasket anyway and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, take the valve, uh, <clears throat> take the cylinder head off. But yeah, if it's and did he say if it's a if it's a turbo or not? I'm kind of guessing. I mean, neither one would surprise me that you know a Toyota turbo can can go a, a long ways. But I kind of think it's a naturally aspirated one. No mention of it being a turbo. Yeah, I'll bet you know I'll bet it's naturally aspirated because if he had an MR2 turbo, he would have said it's a turbo. He says no. I'm still driving it around. Engine is still in. Mm. So, hmm, hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, 352,000 miles. That is wild. Yeah. Because uh, it's just how many cars just completely shit out way before that point. Right. Last night I was at the grocery store and there were some local high school kids and their one like older friend who's like 21 yeah. um they had a honda crv like a early 2000s one yeah and they had click no start so um they were jumping it off of a jeep wrangler uh jk i think yeah. and they ran it for a while i stopped over and gave my hey, cars and they said, yeah, we're, we get spark. And what I discovered was th what they mean by spark is when they hooked up the jumper cables, it sparked. So <laughs> uh, electricity is going to it. I'm like, okay. So I asked, you want me to go in the Jeep and just hold it revs so we can spin the alternator up a little bit more? So sure, did that. That did nothing. But when you went to start the Honda, you had a click but no start, which... They later said that, yeah, this is over 300,000 miles on it. So I'm like, oh, okay. My first thought is, oh, wear item. The starter is probably gone. If we had a broom handle and knew where the starter was, give the starter a big old whack, see if it loosens up a little bit because they get gummed up like crazy in there. And thank goodness they only lived like one, two towns over and their dad was already on the way. So it was one of those small town nights. But gosh. The other thought would have been starter solenoid, but if we had a, if we heard the click that I think power was going to the starter, the starter was just going like, no, I don't want to. I see, I see a $20 super chat, but I cannot read the oh, text from here. I can get it. Uh, you guys, oh, it's from Ryan Vance for $20. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are part of what inspired me to pursue a rear wheel drive manual car, and I finally got a G70. I've had it a few months now. I've never been happier. And yes, it's submitted for review whenever you guys want it. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to, you know, inspire someone. Thanks. Uh, and uh, Chuck Galk uh, asks, what are your thoughts on a 2008 Nissan 350Z? 
2008 350. Hmm. Please, dear God, get a stock one. Um, people, those, those, what are they, VQ engines or something, the VQ V6. Good news is they made a ton of them. There's a huge aftermarket community. There's a huge amount of support for them. So it's not like it's going to be difficult to maintain. Yeah. 350s are a legacy car now. So you're not going to have any sort of problems keeping something like that running. However, However. Um, they are... They are a type of vehicle that gets abused big time because they're all they're people like to say they're as good as a Corvette and they will go to lengths to make them faster than Corvettes. And a lot of them will break or half break along the way. Um, think, uh, <laughs> They are the rear-wheel drive 2 plus 2 coupe that lives in the same world as a Subaru WRX. They are affordable power. Um, Did they offer them as twin turbos or am I just thinking of the GTR? That's a good question. Because sure. they, the GTR is superior in my mind in every way to the 350 and by extension, the 370Z. If you like those things, fantastic. 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 Have some fun. They are... You see these pauses, like after doing this for eight years, I can think of better cars than a yes. 350Z. I think a C6 Corvette is a better deal. Now you are, it's, it is, you are have to wear New Balance shoes after buying a Corvette. And a 350 and 370Z allows you to have a, a semi-fast 2 plus 2 car in a sort of muscle car esque sort of thing, and but there and there goes there the camera goes the again. Camera again. Man. All right, so it's this is now a podcast. Yeah, this is a you're we're, you basically become Desmond from Lost. How you have to like push the button every set number of minutes. Um, did we already read Ryan Vance's? Yep. Okay, so let's answer a question, and I'm gonna go fuck with that camera for a little right. bit. So let's um, see some of the responses so far. Let's see. Um, the new 400Z is a twin turbo. The new one has a turbo or two. Old ones are all naturally aspirated. William McKinney asks, should I get an S197 or a 2015 IS250? To which I would say, what is the condition of the well, S197? The IS250, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, Toyota, yes. Yeah. Lexus IS250 is, is going to be more... I'm sorry, I'm way in the background. No, no, no. You can say it's, like Brian just said, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Brian just said that like it does depend on the quality of the IS250. Um, I was thinking it was about the, the condition of the um, S197 just because there is a certain amount of accessibility with the S197 that is it's almost like an SN95 where you get cars being abused in that way or just daily driven into the dirt like my betty 
So it's kind of a thing where I think that what someone would idealistically want is a car that does not have the amount of road-worn damage on it and that can last, well, maybe not like 352,000 miles like a car foolery's MR2, but something that could last a decent amount of time. Um, it's, I mean, even as a Mustang enthusiast, I would still kind of lean towards the IS250 just for logistical reasons of it being a more recent car and you know having the whole toyota thing under underpinning it is is that, that my, yeah it is my phone that's weird um so ask if anybody knows how to set a nikon 5300 to not go to sleep does anyone know how to set a nikon 5300 to not go to sleep uh if someone with consistent and accurate internet access can look that up for us uh, you are playing producer today. So, uh, yeah. Fish eye, color outline, color sight, perspective control, selective color, edit movie. No. Firmware whizzing. Format memory card. Monitor brightness. Input display. Auto inflow display. Clean image sensor. Flicker reduction. Time zone language. Image content. Location data. Video mode. HDMI. Remote control. No. RCR in the dark. Here in the dark. Right. These final hours. There's nothing else to do other than just turn it off and turn it on again. So that's the game. The plan. classic solution. We just got a trio of new super chats. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, car foolery, $10. I uh, thank you for another donation. Thank you. Um, I have been updating your podcast with my $500 MR2 for like two years now. Sorry if it was annoying. Every winter I listen to all your podcasts and it's fun hearing you guys read my updates over time. Oh, well, thank you so uh, we're much. Supposed to, I'm supposed to take these things and plug the, the Zoom into the board and record it so you can have a better quality audio on iTunes. Okay, future Brian's going to have to figure that out. That'll be for next time. Yeah, it'll be fine. I'll yeah. grab this off the internet. And uh, let's see. This, uh, well, thank you. It's certainly not annoying at all, car foolery. I like having, I mean, it's probably fun in some way to have people listening to past podcasts hear the overall progression of your car over time um, if they pick up on it. Um, Paul Unash asks, flying to Boston, Boston shortly, Getting in flight GNT. Ah, nice. nice. Classic. You can't go, you really can't go wrong with an in flight GNT. No. Unless they're really cheaping out on the uh, on the tonic. Yeah. Like, I'm at the point with a GNT that they in the air, they use the heavy, sugary 270 mm. calories, like 40 grams of sugar, uh, very, very sweet Canada dry, or at least that's what American Airlines runs or gives you. Um, that rate, it's not even really tonic but, water anymore. It's ginger ale. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's way too sweet. Yeah. Um, the best gin and tonics use diet tonic water, and that give gives you the crispness that a, that a gin and tonic should have. So if you want a better gin and tonic, only use diet tonic water without sugar in it, oh. so, or without corn syrup. I should say corn syrup fucks up any drink. You know, I was at this. 
I was at this furry party like a couple of weeks ago, and it's the one I'm going to in the future. And the host, who's really cool, um, made me a uh, an old fashioned but put uh, hot maple syrup in it. Ooh! And in my opinion, it was it was definitely a crowd pleaser drink. I think a little bit of t- like a little touch of it would have been good, but this was like way too sweet. And my head started hurting after after drinking it because, uh, you know, me and sugar, I don't, I don't, I don't like that's it. That's starting to happen to me. Yeah. And I wonder, like, par- partially it's because I've reduced so much sugar. I mean, I've already lost, I started going to the gym like a month ago and I've already lost seven pounds because I've changed. Seven pounds. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's part of it is like, I, I feel like it's 90% diet at this point because I have had so many like veggie options instead Mm -hmm. of i mean for crying out loud i have orange tofu in the car that is just like you know instead of orange chicken and it's surprisingly good it's fantastic but um but yeah i find that like sugar doesn't agree with me anymore it leaves me feeling wired in a way that is actively kind of painful in that like every molecule is (laughs) vibrating something yeah i it's it's like, it's this. Term. I am unjustifiably in a position I rather not be in. Macho man, talking to the beautiful, the intercontinental champion of the world, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I dropped a bell on your throat, and I'd do it again. But um, as for the Nikon, uh, some of the suggestions in the chat says uh, live view. It might have a max of 30 minutes. Uh, Aaron Crutchfield says in the settings on the camera, you can change the 10 minutes up to 30 minutes. Yeah. Where Um, in the settings? uh, Just Google. uh, It says scroll down to the pencil icon. Okay. okay, Timers, AE lock, monitor off delay, live view, no limit. Okay. All right. We're going to lose video in a sec. We doing this. We're doing this, we're making it happen. So, thank you very much. What is, we go to menu, I heard pencil. Uh, scroll down to the pencil icon. Got that. Timers slash AE lock. Got that. Monitor off delay. Looking for that. Don't have it yet. Hmm. Okay. Re- negative. Um, oh, no, it doesn't. Still searching. Okay, we're at the pencil. Yeah. We're at C, timers release. I hear shutter button release, auto off timers, self timer, remote. I I don't see the word monitor. Hmm. Do you have like anything like delay or? Auto um, off timers, uh, custom, image review, live view. Okay, there it is. It was under auto off timers and under custom live view, 30 minutes. Yes. So now I press OK, done. It's dark, I can't see it. Why do they make the camera black? (laughs) Okay. Here we go. All right, should be coming back on now. Yeah, they say there should be there's auto off timer, but I don't know if our if this one's different or what. And 
Um, but anyway, we'll find out in a sec. We should be on our way up, and uh, we got no super chats. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, Andrew Lovato, five dollars, asks, uh, "Hey guys, what do you love about current car design, and what do you wish was different, if anything?" Love the channel. Thank you so much for your contribution. We recently, uh, yesterday, uh, did a very modernist car. Yes, and I, I am enjoying, and we'll we'll just say it's an it's an EV, and so. I like minimalist car designs. Yes. But I'm wondering why it's only really um, applying to most EVs. Like the thing to do now is just to have the least amount of detail possible, which may be a Tesla thing that they started doing a car that has not really any sort of fanciness going on. And everybody else is, oh, we're going to do that too. Although my Kia just looks like an car. There's like, we didn't really do anything apart from just fill in the grill. Yeah. That's it. It still has incandescent lights, no LEDs apart from the, apart from the DRLs. Um, the Ionic five is all cyberpunk. Um, but what I like about minimalist car design is we've moved away from the Honda Civic Type R performative uh, performative speed design, which is the you know knuckle Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, it's like that uh, Homer Simpson. I made a speed hole so it goes faster. Yeah, it's like that. vents that don't do anything, yeah. splitters that don't do anything, a wing that doesn't do anything. It looks like it has slick yeah. back hair somehow, even though yeah. there's no hair on it anywhere. Um, like a sense. Uh, eight, did 80s, did the 80s, 70s or 80s have minimalist design? I mean, I mean, I don't think if it, if whale did, tail it wasn't on purpose. Mm. It was just something that happened as a result of the era because what you had was a lot of what I always called showroom cars where you see them out on the road, but they still have this look of something that was designed with a showroom in mind mm -hmm. as opposed to the road. So yeah. that if you look at something like, um, like a Dodge Aspen, for instance. Yeah. Like that just looks like it belongs in the prize room of Wheel of Fortune spinning on a little like circular dais again and Are again. Are we talking one of the earlier ones? Not like. Yeah, not like yeah. the one we did, but like the earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, and it or or like. um. Okay. Minimalist designs trucks, trucks in the late 70s and 80s. This is a square. Like the C10. It's just it's a truck. It's yeah. a box. It's a bed. That's it. Whereas trucks now are not minimalist. I think minimalist truck design lasted almost to the end. Yeah, it ended with Dodge. It ended with the Dodge Ram in the 90s. and conti But continued past that a little bit because square body love on Chevy lasted a while. So those were still minimalist designs. Yes. Like this is just a truck. It's a, We designed a fleet truck and you can buy it for private use. Okay, here's a, here's a bit of chrome trim. That's it. And nowadays... Every single truck is uh, um, for someone who uh, um, is for someone who is at January sixth in spirit. <laughs> you know, that's who Aww. trucks are for now. But they all look that way, and so EVs are going minimalist. Um, not so much, I'm sure, of what gas cars right now because. Yeah, the Yaris is gone. Yaris is gone. Camry doesn't look like anything, which I guess is nice. 
I can't I can't tell a 2015 from a 2022 right now. Maybe that's because new cars have been so slow to come out and there hasn't really been any sort of changes. This is like car design during the 50s, like an entire decade now looked the goddamn same. <laughs> yeah. Push and, rod, but like side valve engines and stuff. Yeah, you just end up with a whole lot of, you know, homogeneity. Bob says the Volvo 240. Yep, great. And the W123. Yeah, okay. Excellent response yeah good minimalist design the only thing that changes was changed was the headlights when we didn't have to have sealed beams anymore oh uh new super chat from hunter amen um bought an o2 oh five dollars thank you so much bought an o2 svt zx3 as a daily to fill the void left by my old saline uh, saline zx3 it's a blast but the void still exists how do i fill the void the void of his old car? Yeah. All I right. So, so he has an SVT ZX3. So just the high revving, like, NA engine? Well, yeah. The O2 SVT ZX3. Okay. We did one of those, right? I believe In we did. In the early, early days. Yeah. In the long, long ago. Hmm. <laughs> Is is the high revving thing something you want? You want to be up crazy high rev range, uh, have the engine scream, come back down, or do you want to go fast? Because if you don't, you buy yourself a Toyota Matrix XRS whose power band is shorter than the revs between the gears. So you constantly fall out of power every time you shift, even though it's fun to hang it up in the revs and let it fall in and out off the uh, off the cam. Um, you could buy an older Civic that still has the D-Series engine in it with the distributor. Okay. Because you don't have to care about those things. They're just as... They're just as fun as the double cam engines. You can rev the nuts off those motherfuckers and people think you're cool anyway. Um, is part of filling the void looking cool? That's another question. Mm. Not sure. RCR hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Like what do you need it to do for you? Yeah. Does this video stream look like it's getting darker? Oh, I mean. We're kind of like in shadows, aren't we? I don't think it's any more appreciable. I mean, it's going to get better when we get the studio lighting in here. Yeah. I mean, I could I could try to intentionally overexpose this thing. And uh, yeah, a answer that super chat. And then I'm going to just try to... I wonder if I turn the brightness up on the monitor, uh, this thing will get brighter. Hmm. Uh, well, there is a super chat from Quixum Mafitida that asks, I now require a lot more information about this hot maple syrup old fashioned you talked about, which I think, you know, at least what I don't even know what else there would be to add to it other than the notion that, well, was the maple syrup replacing simple syrup in the yes. old fashioned? Yeah. Okay. Then that's a terrible idea um, because that is a sugar bomb and the simple syrup is supposed to be, it's just, yeah, I think it's just water and sugar, isn't it? And as opposed to, yeah. you know, uh, maple syrup, which is 
I mean, it just has more of a commanding flavor to it than simple syrup for a reason. You know, it's not intended to be overpowered necessarily. It's supposed to, you know, it's a colloidal experience. But I don't know. I had this great old fashioned when we were in uh, Georgia and we went to eat with uh, do it with Dan and um, it was smoked and it was fantastic. And it was my first old fashioned in I don't even know how many years because um, I don't really drink anymore. I maybe like the occasional every four months or something or something like that. But it's just a generally weird time period of my life where I guess, I don't know, I'm kind of over the drinking thing. Um, Is this brighter? Well, it's currently rebooting, it seems. Eh, not really. That's not brighter. Huh. All right, lights out again. Hmm. I am gonna overexpose, make it nice and bright. We're gonna go one stop of overexposure. Let's see if that changes it. Oh, it just, mm, ah, mm. Now it should be coming back on. All right. All right, so next. Yeah, that's 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 brighter. Nick Super. Oh wait, this one. Paul Anthony Carbone says random question, but uh, which represents PA better? It's always sunny in Philadelphia or the Office, or are they both good representations in their own way? Office only filmed in Pennsylvania when they had to. Well, Everything, same, yeah. Same with Always Sunny. Like it's mostly filmed in LA, but they do some occasional on location work. But the difference is that. Um, I think Rob McElhenney, who was one of the, who plays Mac, who was one of the people who started it, uh, was actually raised in Philly. So there is that Pennsylvania connection where like yeah. when he is, there is like a certain authoritativeness to the Pennsylvania weirdness of it. Yeah. I think the office better captures the, um, kind of quotidianness of Pennsylvania of just like the weird, um, the, the normal weirdness of Pen Pennsylvania where it's just like, okay, for the most part, like yeah, sometimes people are weird and quirky, but that's just kind of how people are everywhere. It's not endemic or native to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, whereas It's Always Sunny really captures like the really chaotic. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Because we've all there known There are two different characters. parts of Pennsylvania. Like office is meant to be a little bit dreary. But the problem is if it takes place in Scranton, it's always, <laughs> it's always sunny in the office outside because that, that's the big problem. That it's always it's always bright and nice outside, and that's bad because half the year it's just going to be miserable and rainy and cold, and I don't even know did there was there winter ever? I guess there were Christmas specials, but there was no snow in L.A. So yeah. and not and then after Christmas you got you got month and a half to two months of just slush Ew. that. Brown, gray, oh. covered in salt. You know, nobody's car is like the. <laughs> I mean, the, the best thing is Creed Bratton. That's the closest Pennsylvania stuff. Like, and so we should go to the quarry and throw things in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you're having an old Panther body, uh, early Panther body, uh, town car. That was that was cool. 
Uh, Jake with $5 says, You previously had thoughts on overly complicated shifters, but it seems like newer high-end cars are getting even more unnecessary. When did shifters peak? Is he talking about manual shifters? Um, I would imagine so. Um, Without gimmicks. Yeah, I mean, the car we filmed yesterday had a really weird shifter. In the- yeah, it was forward to go down. Well, okay. For- forward to go, go reverse. Forward. Or forward to go, I, I get, yeah, I don't, why did it have to be hollow as well? <laughs> that, that was, I don't know. That made no sense to me. Of yeah. Like, you can put your hand through it. I mean, it's an EV, like, there was no detents in it. You kind of had to look, there was no stops on it. Like, my Niro is, is a dial, and I'm not a huge fan of dials, but at least you can do it without um, looking at it. As opposed to also like buttons. I think I would take buttons like a button shifter, like a push button shifter over whatever it was that that vehicle had. Yeah. Um, when did shifters peak? So let's do both of them for manual. And Well, manual's a manual's a manual's a manual. The only difference is does it have hill hold or not? Um, I think manual's, I guess, I was going to say like 2005, but... Is it okay? Is it a, is it a, is it a unass, unassisted clutch or is it a boosted clutch? Yeah, is it a cable clutch or is it hydraulic? And that and that's really the only thing. And then once the three seventy came out, it had shift matching. I would say you know to bring it back to the three fifty Zs, three seventy Zs. I guess with manual shifting, that that was probably the peak when the three seventy came out with. Uh, Rev matching on a, on a very affordable car. And I think it was also a standard on the 370. Don't quote me on that. Um, as far as the shifter itself, I'll give two answers. One's the one you're thinking of, the 1999 Toyota Corolla. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. It just forward and back on one track. How simple can that be? Can't fuck it up. The only downside is uh, people who don't know how to drive like to shift it and park while it's still rolling, and that fucks up the pin. I think it's the pin, park pin. And then the other one was uh, your one friend who had the Volkswagen GTI that we did over in uh, Kutztown one day. Oh, Jimmy, yeah. Yeah. Um, That is a dual clutch that says what it's, or a DCT or whatever Volkswagen had. Yes, it was a manual, but when you wanted a gear, it gave you the gear. There was no waiting, as opposed to like the McLaren we did. Well, of course, it's going to be good, but that's, yeah, that's a good answer. The Volkswagen GTI with whatever dual clutch or sort of dual clutch it had. Um, And then the unstoppable 99 Corolla. Sorry, I'm uh, posting. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna be taking a week off. Uh, well, I was telling uh, Chris at the coffee shop. She's like, "How how have you been? I haven't seen you in a while." And I told her, "Well, I'm either taking two I'm either taking two weeks off, or I'm going back into therapy, which is cheaper. <laughs> um, taking two weeks off because." Um,
you have the video that you're doing. So that's my other week. Yes. But I wonder if taking two weeks off really means I only have one week off. How so? Because then I just have to edit again for the week after that. So I'm back in it again. I mean, if it's, it's like when someone gives you directions and says, and I think this is a Steve Martin joke. Someone says, go three lights, but you don't know if you're supposed to count the first one or not. Ah. Uh, yeah. Or the last one or not. Does that count? Strange part is that like, I came to the decision today that I actually really need to go back into therapy because there are coping mechanisms that I need to acquire to work through problems on my end. And part of the reason is my therapist that I had before made another or moved out of state. Mm. And then I just never replaced them because I'm like, well, you know, I feel like I'm equipped to handle things, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm kind of in a place where, you know, I feel like there are times where like, I feel super like, yeah, gung ho, let's do this. And then others where I'm just kind of like, in a consistent and persistent state of abject terror about the world around me, because this is the anxiety that I've always been dealing with since I was like 13 years old, where just the entire world seems like it's so much bigger than I can actually handle. Mm. And that the, the demands of being a functioning human being are almost beyond my abilities to do. And it's a thing where like, I feel like I've been helped immensely through the people in my life, through RCR and just having the experiences that I've had, but also understanding that, you know, I am human and I have limitations and that we all have limitations in that way. And it doesn't speak to any necessary, necessarily any sort of failure on our part, but it's like, you know, um, it's like you can make excuses or you can make change, but you can't really make both. Right. And so it's a weird place to be in. Um, when you feel that the world is too much for you to deal with, are you trying to deal with a lot of things at once? Yes. And also realizing that it's stupid to try to do that, right? But I'm always paying for past Nick's lack of preparedness, uh -huh. which, which past Nick at the time thought he was doing the exact right thing that would leave mm. him perfectly prepared and it leads to this sense of mistrust that I have in my own abilities as an adult when if I think like I'm ahead of the curve or if I think I've actually gotten things taken care of and yeah. later on down the line I find out they're actually not like what am I exactly anyway it's like how can I function but it's a thing where like I do have a lot of um, abandonment issues that have stoked this anxiety related to i guess my father passing away when i was like five uh -huh. and it's a thing where when you're in a constant state of believing that you can lose people and you can lose things then you're holding on with both hands and is that, that why your trunk's filled with shit yes <laughs> i i come from a packadoo family uh, like packing a lot. I don't like the term pack rat, but, um, and I don't like the term horror either because that's not really what it is, but it's because they're at least in my family's case, I don't think there's emotion tied to it, but I think ultimately when I grew up, this is a really weird story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, I was out with this girl I liked when I was a teenager and we went to a Wendy's of all places. And <laughs> 
I, there was only one pepper shaker on the table. And so, well, why would there be more than one? Well, sorry, there was only a pepper shaker on the table as opposed to salt and pepper. So, um, I grabbed the salt from the other table to put it there and it was just so she could use it during the time. And then after it, out of Wendy's, yeah, out of Wendy's. Yeah. And then after we were done, I put it back with the other, the, the salt and pepper shaker that like back on the table where it belonged. Right? Okay. Because I had it in my mind that things, it was almost like I was imbuing everything with the spirit. Like the idea that everything has, um, like things experience pain and separation the way that we do mm. so that we, uh, I think it's probably why I was like blubbering like an idiot when Toy Story 3 came out. It's just the idea that things are hurt too by our absence and or and by each other's absence. And so if I am walking around like a store, like a Target or something, and I see something that's in the wrong section, I oh, take it okay. and I put it back to whatever section, even if I have to go out of my way to put it back in that section. Like it's always something I've done since I was a little kid. And I didn't even realize I was still doing it as an adult until my girlfriend pointed it out. And it was just a thing where I don't recognize it. And I guess it's part partially, you know. Going down the Google rabbit hole of like neuroses, I suppose mm-hmm. it does, it would appear to stem from some measure of abandonment issues, but it's a thing where like, I do suppose like I make it easy for, you know, these neuroses to take hold. I don't know why, but it's a thing that happens <laughs> and I don't know where I'm going with this story. So I'm sorry. I'm um, the one going to fear furry parties and you're the one anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing shit (laughs) that's true shit i i yeah i anthropomorphize objects all the time i'm just like oh well you know if i'm gonna throw away this thing i should throw it out the same time as this other thing that matches it that needs to be thrown out so that at least they get thrown out together and they don't have to experience the loneliness of being thrown out by themselves Hmm. it's like that type of like are you literally 12 years old right now? Yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. Of just, but I don't think about it in those terms. It's, it's not me thinking of it in terms of necessarily a sentimentality. It's just, it's as much as, you know, not throwing away batteries or, mm-hmm. or oil or, you know, not pouring bacon fat down the drain. Like, Oh that yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. It's like, it's as much a fact to me as all of those things. So, yes, I'm a much, much weirder person than even the videos would imply that we make. Um, To answer your question, I'm just looking at other stuff in the room really up close. I love the narrow depth of field that all these old binoculars give. I'm only sad I can only look at faraway stuff really close, not close-up stuff really also close. Also, in good news, I got a DM from Ian Fidance, so that rules. I made a I made an open tweet inviting uh, comedian Ian Fidance on the show because I love the podcast being Eden, being Eden, being Eden, being E, being Ian with Jordan. That that's my new friendship simulator. So mm. I'm like, well, they were talking about like him and a bunch of other people were talking about motorcycles on the one podcast. I'm like, oh, these may be car people at heart. So. 
invite Ian Fidance on the show. I sent him a DM, but my phone's all the way over there. Um, I said, I mean, yeah, we could. I think the idea of trying to film an episode in uh, in Brooklyn is suicidal because uh, there's just it's people. It's, it's just so tight. You'd ha- I'd have to rethink the, the the way I would film something um, within the five boroughs. Uh, so I gave him like three choices. Like, look, we can, I can organize something in Brooklyn. We have plenty of submissions and, and, and there's fans in our city. I mean, we got recognized in Manhattan and got invited. That was into so this wild. Floor. Yeah. Uh, while waiting for the bus after the auto show. Shout out to that guy. Who's Shout name out to city. that guy. Yeah. And, and got us out of the rain a little bit. Yeah. It was literally just about to start a torrential downpour. He's like, Hey, you guys want to come in the lobby? Yeah. Um, Homer, would you like to come over for beer and football? <laughs> or, 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 I think there's nachos in there somewhere. Nachos? You can eat some, yeah. Yeah, we're going to eat some nachos. Um, uh, option two would be just outside of New York City. Shoot, I, I wonder if that guy from Kia Corporate will be around. Like, how much of, how how big of a pain in the ass is it to take a train out of Brooklyn to just onto the Jersey side yeah. and just do some stuff in North Jersey. And then the third one is, look, I'll just buy a, I just buy you a Klein bus ticket uh-huh. and you just come to Kutztown. I'll pick you up there. Um, and which is peanuts, but it would mean he would have to take the train from Brooklyn into Manhattan. So it'd be like a whole logistical thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have guest accommodations here, of course. Um, but these are touring comedians and they do a lot of stuff. The other third option would be to meet him in whatever city he's performing, but I don't know what kind of schedule they would have. I mean, first thought instantly is Nashville because we have an open invite there at Lane, at the Lane Museum with their parking lots. Like, yeah. look, you want to drive some stuff that's not supposed to be on the road here? <laughs> it's awesome. Classic. And also the, 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 um, uh, the invite, of course, extends to Nick Mullen as well. Of course. Um, if he does Nashville again, I've been in Nashville in forever. Um, someone says, come to Connecticut. You know, I want to, my, my weeks off, uh, I want to just do road trips to places and just have to not be Mr. Regular. I mean, I'll bring a GoPro anyway, and it could be just like a journal thing. Um, because even when I'm relaxing, I'm still trying to think of stuff to do. Um, uh, Chris, the opera singer lives up near Ithaca, New York. I haven't been up there in forever. Damn, that dude's talented. Oh yeah, so it's, so good. it's like criminal. It's like it's like listening to him sing is like listening to Michael McDonald. Oh it's yeah, like, it's it's why does a person have a voice that good? It's, it's, yeah. Is this what it used to sound like when Michael McDonald would take home one of the many groupies <laughs> that Michael McDonald could yeah. get? <laughs> yeah, uh, and he'd just like sing a sweet nothing to her in the hotel room. Yes, yeah. like yeah. Gosh, imagine if we get Chris to just do some Neil Diamond covers like Cracklin' Rose. Mm, I love Cracklin' Rose because he's literally talking about some whore. (laughs) (laughs) Cracklin' Rose, you're a store-bought woman. woman. This is like, you're a small-town hair, and I'm going to fuck six ways (laughs) and then leave you in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, we have a more super chat. So um, this one's just Boris T.S. Karloff, $5. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Boris with $5. Boris has no question, just a donation. Thank you, Boris. You're welcome. I love being here. Great. And Chrono Tango says, uh, or for four ninety nine. thank you. Uh, thoughts on the don't buy after 100 
thousand miles rule is it a strict rule or are there types of cars or years of cars that get a pass how many miles hundred thousand which seems completely unreasonable to me because okay where like, are you gonna find what kind of car shits the bed after a hundred thousand miles okay subarus like uh, uh ej20 subarus with exactly like you see an a, a, a 2000s early 2000s late 90s era Subaru with 90 to 110,000 miles on it. That means they know their head gaskets leaking, head gaskets, plural, or one of the two. It's always, if you replace one, you got to replace the other one. So both. That means they're about to blow or they're slow blowing right now. They see the oil seepages come out. Yeah. So yeah, okay, there's that. But head gaskets on a Subaru is one of the most well-trodden paths of auto repair that there is. It's going to be a few thousand, mm. depending if there's the valves are all messed up or not. So that's a thing. I'm not, I need more water. Um, right. I need more water and cocktail peanuts. In the meantime... Otherwise, I'm... like Toyota, everything else, like, f fuck it. You know, even my Subaru, I bought with 130,000. Oh, excuse me. Because I bought it from uh, Mary Lou Stone at Deer Lake Auto, and they replace all their head gaskets for you i can wholly recommend that used car dealership it's just used subarus deer lake pennsylvania um or, or deer lake auto search them up you want to use subaru just go by them they're all great they're all good they may be rusty because they're old but you know you, you need an old subaru to just literally beat on just buy one from them yeah. uh noodles no question just a dollar 99 thank you so much and oh and uh it appears to be a gift, but I don't know if it's a part of their like overall web signature. It just says tired. It's a cup. Uh, but yeah. Um, Is that Andrew or are we getting to Andrew? Uh, no, I'm at, I'm David Hasselhoff. Oh, it's a regular chat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cause he said, um, yeah, he corrected me on something. Cracklin Rose is about a drink. That's what he said. Oh, all right. And I was able to slightly read that from all the way over here. I see two super chats, Andrew and It's Matto. Hi, It's Matto. Um, but I can't read what they're saying. Oh, Talks too tiny. While you figure that out, I'm going to get another seltzer. Well, in the spirit of... Well, uh, actually, I can't answer that because that's a direct Brian question. Um, but yeah, let's see what uh the regular chat is saying and holy shit it's all about socks huh 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 uh yeah so let's see um i'm david hasselhoff for five dollars uh because we're going uh, i guess i'm going chronologically uh says thoughts on a bm cocktail paint mm. oh that's remarkable um so thoughts on a bmw k75 as a first bike also i said on one no. of the, also i said on one of these streams a few years ago to review an sc430 i got one now review it if you want lol so why not a k75 you're gonna drop it it's your first bike you're gonna drop you don't want to drop a bmw it's too nice Buy a Honda CM450, like the one we reviewed. Like you can literally toss those things around. Mm. They're they're built tougher than 
They're harder. It's one of your lines. It's harder than a box full of art room erasers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew Lovato, $5. Thank you. Um, okay, one more question. What is the masterpiece of each era? 50s, 60s, etc. 50s. Ooh, that's a good question. He's He offers for the 50s, 57 Chevy, 60s Mustang, 70s Trans Am, etc. The greatest thing to come out of the 50s. Two things. One, first Corvette. It was probably the ultimate 50s design. Even though it's really a Euro design. Yeah. But you didn't specify which country. So, um, And also the Chevy small block was invented in 1955. So, but I'm not a fan of 40s and 50s cars. I pass right by them. I don't give a shit. I mean, they all kind of look like they're straight out of the Rocketeer. Yeah. Who only didn't know until recently that Timothy Dalton was the bad yeah, guy. He was Neville Sinclair in the Rocketeer. <laughs> I knew him as Neville Sinclair long before I ever knew him as James Bond. Really? Or the bad guy in Hot Fuzz. Dude, how good was he in Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz is a fantastic movie. Of all the... Actually, no, I think Walcart. I'm trying to think like a parody movie that does the thing that it's parodying better than yeah. other things. Like Walcart is actually does the whole movie biopic thing better than a lot of movie biopics mm-hmm. while simultaneously like lampooning every single one of those tropes. Mm-hmm. But Hot Fuzz nails action movie stuff so perfectly. It's beautiful. Someone I can sort of read somebody says Brooklyn film, film in Williamsburg. Or oh. Williamsburg. Hang on, I think um, I saw that one too. I just got to scroll up. The problem is that I maybe this person can come up with a solution. The problem is the, the on the road shots. Ah, yes. Um, let's see. Yeah, a uh, great spot in Brooklyn with lots of space and low traffic is Floyd Bennett Field, the original New York City municipal airport. Oh, okay. Like a place where you could park a car and, and film it stationary. I believe so. So that's good. I mean, we can get away with this without doing the slow roll. Um, the one thing is rolling down the uh, the uh, the rear window of the Forerunner and being very conspicuous about filming. Um, an alternative to that would be filming with the window up, which I don't like doing. Because the rear window's fucked up a little bit on that car. Uh, So you'd be shooting through the tent so no one could see. Uh, Another challenge of Brooklyn and the five boroughs is the Forerunner is considered an oversized vehicle, even for that town. It's it's high, and even though it's not wide, it's high. And some of uh, the parking garages in Brooklyn uh, have height restrictions. I my forerunner, even though it's stock height, is almost at the highest uh height you can have for Philly Airport as well. Um uh, let's see. On the uh, it's Matto, uh thirty ninety nine. Thank you so much. Um money. On an earlier point about car design, model threes are becoming more ubiquitous. Kind of to the point that they blend into traffic like ZZE-122R Corollas do. Mm. They'll still look fine after 20 years, I reckon. I mean, yeah, when you have a minimalist design like that, there's not a whole lot to go wrong. I wonder if Teslas, particularly the Plaid, will be uh, the Gen Z Wingadinga. Ooh. 
like back in my like when when we're dead yeah well we're i'm either gen x or millennial you're millennial yeah you're uh, you're technically you're right on the border so you can kind of pick yeah like i i would say you more identify with gen x just because you were in high school during the time where like a lot of gen xers were and because i grew up in out here in the country where technology wasn't you know it was just dial up maybe and maybe. the school only had a dual as ids online and it was only accessible in the library um and there was nowhere to there's nothing to do it's <laughs> fucking 1995 on the internet like what the hell what is there to do yeah yeah uh, uh, like half the people who had cars they were still carbureted so it's kind of like how the mid like that south park joke that the midwest is like eight years behind the rest of the country in terms of in terms of culture although that's changed now or maybe it's warped like that guy in the sauna i was talking about oh like yeah, yeah um shout out if you're listening that's a great point about but like like people people in out in the rural areas that suddenly have an influx of technology and they don't know what to do about it and they're having information that they never had before and and weren't ready to fully embrace postmodernism, be able to separate the wheat from the chaff and then suddenly they're have their face painted and they're down at the capitol yeah you know it's way you've given way too much this is way too much drugs for you yes no no good yeah um Andrew Palmer, $5. Thank you so much. Ideas for second motorcycle. Now 24K on the Ninja 400 and feel like it's time for something different. Preferably sporty, but can do a decent commute. My my, my 650F, the equivalent. Mm. An 87 octane bike that does 140 miles an hour and just sits at 90 all day long. I think 90 and 100. It just doesn't care. Uh, it's comfortable. Put the little pod on the back. Um, but yeah, you... Now, that's a guy who would like a BMW. Like yeah. a BMW kind of sport tour. Like, he said commuting. So, that rules anything out with clip-ons on it. You want a real handlebar. Hmm. Um, I think maybe the only exception to that would be the Honda Interceptor. I think had clip-ons, but they were high clip-ons, and the seat was really low, so I think your arms weren't stretched down as much. Um, Let's see. Uh, Ennui. Yeah, $5. I can kind of read this cue for both. Yeah, question for both. Most influential or loved car-based movie that isn't a documentary? Mm. Okay, so like a fiction, any old movie. Uh, Best car scene, first 10 minutes of Baby Driver. Um Best car chase, probably. A car, but loves car-based movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what we're considering car-based. Because yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the Future is like the default, but I mean, I would count Fury Road. Hell yeah. Some, Hell you know, yeah. Or, you know, I, I just... Hmm. You know, like Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Um, those are good movies. I mean... You know, that new Lamborghini movie seems to be trying to do a Ford v. Ferrari just in the other direction. Yeah, and I don't think it'll... It doesn't look as interesting to me, personally, mm-hmm. um, as Ford vs. Ferrari. Oh, but, but, there went the... Was that, was that a half an hour? Seriously? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. 
So I think this is going to, if we don't have a solution for the camera going out, this is going to be a job for Ethan. Hey, <laughs> Ethan, unplug it, plug it back in again. Yeah. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit. But but that's like 80s cheese. But again, that's it was supposed to be 80s cheese. Hmm. Mm. Still thinking about Timothy Dalton. That's my Bond crush. But young Timothy Dalton. Even uh, though yeah. old Timothy Dalton is still like the number one comment of like the Timothy Dalton highlight reel for uh uh hot fuzz is that man has aged like wine. Yeah. Yeah. Timothy Dalton, yeah, I mean, you know, he's been all over that it's he was simultaneously not at the same time, actually, but he was in James Bond and then later in Doctor Who. And then, you know, he was just in a bunch of like cultural British standbys and yeah, all while looking functionally the same. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yes, he ages, but it's kind of like. It's not like Harrison Ford trying to like defy age. Yeah. He's actually kind of aged closer to the man who followed him as bond which is pierce brosnan in the sense that like they've aged very well and i'm supremely jealous of their ability to age that well while also recognizing that you know when you have money you can get things like you know hair replacement therapy and uh so that you have a really thick mane when you're like 64 yeah and not well, saying that that's involved, what they've done. I don't think Dalton did that. I mean, he has like a widow's peak and it's thinning on top. Yeah. Unless he's doing like the sort of Steve Martin's kind of thing that Steve Martin does wear. He has plugs or a rug, but it's like not trying to look young. Yeah. So maybe. Hmm. I don't know. But Timothy Dalton is like one of those people. And Pierce Brosnan is another one, too, where like when you. I can't imagine going to school with those guys in youth and not knowing they were going to be famous from their names alone. Yeah. Because like, Dal Dalton was a stage actor before. And they wanted him for Bond. They like, wanted him for a while. Yeah. And he just like, no. And then that's how they ended up, I think, getting like Roger Moore back again when he was like way past the age at which he should have still been playing James Bond. Yeah. Um, Even though like, I think he's he's younger in his last movie than... D Daniel Craig is right. I want to say yes, and but now we have new things like nutrition and vitamins. And <laughs> yeah, HGH. <laughs> yeah, and like you know HRT and 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 digital smoothing. Yeah, uh, and you know make those baby blues even more piercing. Yeah, yeah. It's something where I think actors can get a lot more longevity out of an on-screen career, although. You know, unfortunately, it's not true of women because then they don't casting directors just once you reach a certain age, like you stop getting calls, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, even then, in those cases, you know, there's all sorts of things that, you know, can be compensated like, oh, we'll fix it in editing. <laughs> Ed Harris is like watching watching a sponge dry, <laughs> dry out. Like, did you did you see him in? Uh, Maverick is like the most crustiest looking like he's like a raisin in the sun yeah yeah it's like yeah he's I mean he's been in the zone since what like 
he is one of person who like has been nominated for Oscars a bunch of times and hasn't won. And I want it to, but always gets work. Like always every gets work. year he's in something. He's in something. Yeah. yeah. I want to say his nominations were for, uh, Apollo 13 and of all things, the Truman show. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Which is wild to me that, of, well, I mean, it, doesn't, it makes sense why Jim Carrey didn't get nominated. They have a bias against comedians, but yeah. it's a thing where like, that movie is so immaculate and Ed Harris is part of the reasons why. Yeah. Cause he yeah. really does craft that whole, he almost makes this singular, uh, like, uh Steve jobs esque recluse. Yeah. Beret. Where he was wearing a beret, beret wearing like director kind auteur. of James Cameron insane. Yeah. Cause what, like you said, like Hollywood likes to hear about itself. Yeah, they yeah. love that type of thing. And what's funny is that, like, you know, even though it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, it was up for Best Director. It was up for, like, its screenplay. Mm-hmm. And so it's take it's turning, and this is before, like, reality TV as people knew it. Like, yeah. sure, there was the real world and stuff. But, like, yeah. you know, you're essentially saying, like, hey, we took this child from infancy or from birth, really. The forbidden experiment. Yeah. yeah. And then we're raising him in this town and we're trying to maintain this level of fidelity that in no way is commensurate with the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're figuring out reasons to explain why no one ever leaves this island and instilling a fear in this boy as to why he should never leave the island. Like, mm-hmm. it, And then you're treating his whole life as like this resolve, re- bleh, revolving cast of characters. And then the freaking p- product placement where, yeah. you know, it's just, which is the weirdest part. It's just, it's such a great satire of, and it's still relevant in a way. You know, because movies now are doing that type of stuff unironically. Hmm. Andrew Palmer, did we end that something with a v- 2001 VFR? I loved it. Pretty nice. I got through before I could lose the sale. What? Wait, wait, wait. The $5 Super Chat from Andrew Palmer. Oh, uh, I had a chance to test ride a 2014 VFR with with 814 miles on it. Wow. And I found it pretty nice. It got sold, though, before I could close the sale. That bike's probably going to be put up on uh, uh, paddock paddock jacks or what? Yeah, paddock jack, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Those things that feel really weird when you lift the bike up, you got to do one on the front, one on the rack. <clears throat> Paddock lifts or something like that and never get ridden again. I mean, VF, the Honda VFR Interceptor is to motorcycles what the Honda S2000 is to cars. Yes. It's, it's not really all that fast, but it was nearly perfect in its execution. So it, it was made to be... As German as a Japanese product can be, um, with this crazy cult following, more so for the Interceptor, because bike culture is very insular. I got to pee again. Uh, um, I got to head out by 530. That right. gives us another 20 minutes if we want to take right. it. And so, yeah, get your questions in while the getting's good. Um, I am going to the... Uh, premiere showing of Black Panther Wakanda Forever Um, because we always go my brother and my nephew and I always go to the opening night premiere of every Marvel movie or at least we have done for the last couple years Um, but yeah Uh, Case White 
Hey, RCR, hope you've all been well. I'm doing a California to East Coast trip in April in my 85 Celica and was curious if you all would be available for review. Well, uh, send an email to, um, in, uh, no, go to regularcarreview.com. There will be an area to submit a form, like a submission form. Uh, you just give us all your details, like where you're located, uh, what car you're offering up, what condition it's in, um, anything else vital that you think we need to know. And um, if we can make it work, we'll get back to you. Um, we do tend to be flooded with submissions. So, I mean, unless we're literally going to do your car, we don't really have, th like, we probably won't send a response just because if we did that for like every message we wouldn't be able to do anything else with our day um but having it in the submission log will allow us to look up cars in your area if we do end up traveling there yeah. so um it's an easier way to make sure that everything is indexed and you know even if we don't get around to it in the immediate future that at some future point we might be able to so uh thank you um let's see this next one from hunter bigelow 1969 nice uh thank you both for the content both reviews and more personal insights i have an 04 forester loved the video and an 05 baja turbo do you think wrx bro culture will slow down with the new wrx's no no the legacy is too long yeah, and we're going back to 04, right, with the first WRX in the U.S. and even longer. Uh, uh, yeah, they they uh, the WRX is an institution, and like the Corvette, honestly, like the 350Z, um, and it only gets sweeter the further we get away from those, you know, temperamental. EJ20s and those the, the like the legends of WRXs beating Mustangs and stuff like that. Yeah. It's as you said it's the little car that punches above its weight class even though it's quite big and heavy now. So no, it, it's not going away. Um on we $2. Nick, how come you didn't bring a girlfriend? Uh she has a job. Uh, <laughs> he she, has she, she has a work. Job. Like uh, you know, it's and even if she wasn't and she even if she weren't working right now, I cannot imagine she won't be on this show. Like, it's just not, you know, it's different things. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, the one key, K-E-A. Uh, good evening. Um, are you aware of the recent announcement by Mick Gordon about his mistreatment and abuse by id Software? I'm interested in your thoughts as audio engineers and musicians. I have, I have no, no idea, idea who that is, and I only vaguely know what id Software is. Oh, I've never heard of id Software. Is that Doom? I don't know. Let me see. Uh, id Software. This is We're going to make a video game where we kill people. It's going to attract boys with warped senses of masculinity. I remember when I was in the MEPS... Like I was, I was an old guy, like when I was in military processing at 29, that's old, old, old. Um, that was after college. That was after grad school part one. So in between grad school part one, like before I met Nick, um, people have heard most of the story, but, um, I was just going to go into the air force as 
uh, like public relations, like whatever their version of public relations is, like community affairs, public affairs or something like that. It's like, look, I have a master's degree in English and a minor in public relations. Uh, put me in front of a, a just I'll write copy. I'll, I'll be a I'll be a spin doctor. What do you need? And uh, I remember in the after we did the duck walk and uh, in underwear that we were then getting our blood taken a billion times and, you know, your basic eyes, ears, nose, throat, that sort of stuff. And I'm like listening to teenagers talk about whatever modern warfare or Call of Duty was out at the time. That would have been 2000 and nine, probably 2009. Well, I met you at the end of grad school part one. So it was between grad school part one and grad school part two. So yeah, that would have been either 2009 or 2010. Yeah. Um, I have a Excel sheet on my computer that timelines my life like every year. And then the major events of that year. So I don't become that old guy who can't remember stuff. I can, I can reference that. In fact, I got to fill stuff out for 2022 on that. Um, and I was thinking like the fuck does a video game have to do with your marksmanship skills in real life? No, I get it. They're, they're all like strangers and they're just bonding over what teenagers bond on. It's like, well, you do this and this has a better accuracy than this and blah, 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 blah. Well, like this isn't the hell. And, you know, for, for those of you who've you know, never gone through military processing. It's Air Force, Air Force Marines. It's everybody together. It's just, we're making sure your body works and there's nothing weird about you. You, um, and then, and then you take the ASVAB and, uh, the ASVAB is harder than I thought because there's like, there's like math and stuff. <laughs> there's like math and stuff in it. I'm like, I'm like taking it. It's like, this is going to be the easiest shit in the world. I have a goddamn master's degree. This is going to be like tiddlywinks. Yeah. That's an old reference. This is going to be like playing Minecraft. Yeah. This is going to be like like uh, taking that test in Idiocracy. And there was some calculus in that. Oh, no. I'm like, no, thank what you. What the hell is this shit? And then there's like writing prompts. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to ace this. And realizing it's all just grammar and spelling is what they're looking for. I'm like, fuck. Ooh. I have to just write this here or type it out here. So it's it's not it's it's not literature comprehension. I guess the basics is, is just sort of reading comprehension or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just so weird, like the age difference. Talking to kids about hearing kids talk about video games as as if it would apply to real life. Although we saw the wall ride guy at that NASCAR qualifying event, oh. which is I just did what I did in. in in like uh, NASCAR 2009, I think he referenced it was on like GameCube. It's like, well, it worked on GameCube. Maybe it does work in real life. What do I got to lose? Turns out it does. Turns out it does. Yeah. Oh so. man. Sorry, just chat monitoring. Dick Carnival, come to the Dick Carnival. BYOB. Bring your own beepus. Patrick McFarlane says something. Meps is a weird experience. I got DQ'd. Why didn't you go in? What's DQ'd? Disqualified. Disqualified. Right. Sorry. 
No, worries. because I was, look, I already got a master's degree. Do you think I'm going to be enlisted? <laughs> no, fuck no. I'm going to, my first, I was either going to go in as an Edson with the Navy, but then I'm like, nah, what, what if I, what if I have to go to the fleet? I mean, I'd, I, there'd be no way, <laughs> like if I was in the Navy and I'm on a boat somewhere, there's no way I'm not making a, a, like Star Trek, a Star Trek references the entire time. Yeah. The entire goddamn time, and 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 the navy, uh, the navy runs on tradition as much as it runs on money, like. Whereas the air force is just like, hey, you know, you don't have to be a pilot, and and it was cool, like, okay. So the reason I didn't go, I didn't swear in, uh, because I was going to be an officer. So officers don't swear at the maps. Um, you go back commissions, and I'd maybe have to immediately go to OCS or something like that. Um, and of course, like the recruiter, like. He he became way less enthusiastic the, the moment he knew I was just going to go in as an officer. He's like, oh, this doesn't help my numbers. So so that's the reason I didn't go, because I was going to be an officer. Hmm. And then oh, the reason and then the real reason I didn't just go through go to OCS or something like that is because Kutztown University offered me a research position like educational research. I, I wrote speeches for the dean and I was a graduate assistant. So I'm like, nice. well, this pay, this does the same thing that the military will do is make college free. Excuse me, grad school free. Nice. Any new? Mm, any new? No, I'm probably going to wrap this up soon. Gotta go to the gym, gotta do the old huffing grunt, gotta look at old men's sorry ass cracks, they're all Hank Hill, they got no ass at all. Who'd you vote for? Don't look at my balls. There's this one guy at the gym. There's this one guy at the gym, his dick and balls are so... T He's one of these guys who walks around naked in the locker room and his dick and balls so tiny like okay when i work out i work out with my glasses off and i have terrible vision so everything's a blur anyway but you can tell a dick even when it's out of focus but this guy has a dick tiny tiny dick and balls that are way too high tiny Ooh. dick ball too high, tiny ball, dick, ball too high. my balls ball are too high and they're way too small i'm really political balls I, too high yeah. balls too <laughs> High above. She's balls too high above me, like Cleopatra, <laughs> Joan of Arc, and my dick is tiny. I'm oh. circumcised, but it's, it's still too small. My skin goes all the way to the tip. I'm circumcised, and my balls are tiny, extra tiny. <laughs> and so is my ass crack. It's oh. like <laughs> it's like an H two H three pencil in art class. The tiniest, faintest line. <laughs> I can only poop if I have diarrhea, and my balls are small, and they're way too high. <laughs> my balls fit inside my dick skin. <laughs> Uh, Who'd you vote for? Don't look at my balls. You can't see them anyway. I love how it just keeps coming back to who'd you vote for? You vote as for all things not. do. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ennui asked. It's literally what? like you can't. He walks around with no goddamn towel. 
And without my glasses, I can't see his junk. It's just like, it's just like a kid. I forget. It, it might've been on Ian finances, finance, Ian Fi dances podcast. Someone on there was talking about like having, a. Uh, the life drawing class in art class in college where you have to draw someone naked and or maybe maybe it was maybe it was greg fitzsimmons podcast that someone's talking about i don't want to draw the dick and suddenly the, the art professor comes over and whispers like you have to draw the dick or like you must draw the entire body you know <laughs> and like the, the immediate thing would be to draw just a honk and schlong but but yeah, this guy, like, if you drew this in art class, I mean, it's it's like Michelangelo's David. That's how small this guy's dick and balls are. <laughs> I love it. This it, podcast it, always gets good when I know it's ending. Yeah. Uh, on we for $2, Nick, how are your legs feeling at the gym? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to come through that screen. Mm. No, I, I realize, like, I, uh, I I think I'm dating on we. Um and I'm only now realizing it because of the specificity of the questions. Uh, but no, that's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, my legs do that like time to, or my body does that time delay thing after the gym where I, uh, I am good the day after. Yeah. And then the day after that, I'm dead. Okay. Like I, I'm not yet at the point where I'm like every day or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I know me personally, I can commit to like once a week and then upping it over time like maybe twice and then again until you know and just do like cardio in between where you're like going on really long walks or whatever yeah uh, just to kind of keep the brain working but as it is it's like i don't know i i just i'm not my body's still getting used to it i guess so there is going to be like an immediate well, actually, no, there's not going to be an immediate response. It's just a delay for me. And I just go really, really hard, like really hard. Mm -hmm. And then expecting to feel awful when I get home. And I just don't. Mm. It's nice. But then I feel awful after. So, mm. yeah, good times. And Mushover says uh, $5. Um, says nothing. Good times. Good times. Good times. Thank you good so much. Good times. Good times, great oldies, 99.9 The Hawk. Uh, favorite part of the gym is that sauna, though. Oh, uh, yeah? Laying down on that hot wood. Mm, ain't nothing like hot wood. I mean, is it at least long? Dude, I can stretch out. I fall asleep in there. I go to a different planet. I'm in Cyprus. Nice. I'm in the south of France. I'm in, I'm on the Outer Banks midsummer. Beautiful day. And that, if, if, if they were, if they put UV happy lights in that sauna, it'd be even better. But I need the gym really almost every day because my back hurts a lot because I have bad posture. And, my move is to do a bunch of pull-ups and then when I'm out of strength to pull myself up, I just hang on the pull-up bar until I can feel my spine stretch just a little bit. 
and then I get off it and I do, I just crack my entire back and it, and it, and it, and it feels like five strands of celery just go, and I'm like, oh yeah, That's so goddamn good. So, uh, I've been messing with the uh, tablet right here. Um, that's going to help out with hopefully, uh, doing more Collins using Twitter spaces. Um, who knows? I may even do it when I get back, but I have no alcohol anymore. I drank my last free Ben beer and I think Ben's still in Utah or whatever. I don't know if he's back yet. When is Ben Ventures? Yeah. Um, ben Ventures. Boris T.S. Karlov just sneaks one in at the end. $2. Three chimes means good times on NBC. Dun, dun, dun. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Mm. So I guess some um, wrapping things. Uh, thank you so much for watching the RCR podcast. Um, you know, you guys have supported us and we are incredibly and eternally grateful and thankful for it. And uh, thank you for participating in the giveaways. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. You allow us to exist as a much larger channel than we actually are. Um, so just a reminder that this coming Monday, there will be a new video, but the Monday after that, um, well, I guess, yeah, technically the jury's out on whether it's going to be Monday or Thursday that that video comes out, but I'm aiming well, for Monday. I mean, yeah, we should. Yeah. I mean, if we do Monday, people are prime for an RCR. Like if you want to have it out on Monday, we're just going to kick it on the main channel. Fuck it. Yeah. Kick it. And we'll just put it on the main channel as a Monday video for people who want it, even though it's second channel, normally stuff, we'll put it out on Monday. Um, uh, I think, yeah, we're still, uh, have our own thing going on with Matt Farah's giveaway car. Um, and when does that end? That ends next Wednesday. Oh, all right, cool. So, so get on that. Um, and yeah. What else? Thank you to Patreon. Thank Patreon. Thank uh, people doing those little things over there, even though there's no rewards on the Patreon, it's big. Thank you. Help helps out. Um, uh, thank you to uh, people who are cool with us uh, having sponsors now because we got to get to Australia one way or another. Yeah. RCR Australia 2024. RCR Australia. 2024. No sleep to Australia. RCR Australia. Escape the election. Yeah, escape, oh, yeah. escape the election. 2024. It's, it's a John Carpenter movie. Escape yeah. the election. Uh, <laughs> RCR. Escape the election. Yeah, we, we should a, make like a commemorative poster of it. That's yeah. just like straight up Snake Plissken Escape from New York. Yeah, it's like type. us just mailing in our ballots and the next shot is Philadelphia Airport. Just, and it's just fuck y'off. Or it's, it's just the two of us from behind with two fingers up in the air. And it's just like the tagline is just deuces. Yeah. We're, we're out. Yeah. Just like whatever happens, happens. As soon as, as soon as I could get those mail-in ballots for the 2024 election. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Get the fuck out. We are getting A our, month in Australia. Make sure we're there while the election takes place. You know what? Or just it would be like one of the last things, because really what we want to just do is just avoid all the ads and the political talk. So we we would return like the day after. Yeah, it would be best if we could arrange it while the election ends, while we're in the fucking air. No, yeah. we don't, because they're going to announce it over the goddamn PA on the we don't probably be on the and there. Uh, yeah. And we'll be outed as Americans on the flight. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it'll be, be other it, Americans. Yeah, right. But, it would be from like Melbourne or, or Brisbane or something like that back to L.A. So obviously, yeah, yeah. If, and, if they were if and it's going to be on American because I want those goddamn points. Well, I would so, wager that with how contentious things tend to be, that they probably won't call the election until like four days later. So right, because that's what 
it is now yeah. and is going to be now. So All right. So make sure like a week we our, our flight will be a week after Super Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they just okay, if if the if if we arrive okay, we're not getting back while the town is still on fire. We're getting yeah. back when they're cleaning up all the smoldering ashes. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being there. Thank you for uh, helping us with... Thank you to the person who helped me to figure out my friggin' old Nikon. Yeah. Alrighty, now Future Brian has to remember to go over there and reset the settings for uh, filming. No, wait, we're not filming for like two weeks. Yeah, we're not doing anything next week. Okay. I'm just editing. All right.